0: Welcome back to Read It or List It. I'm Phoebe. And I'm Ashley. And in today's episode we are wrapping up our Revisiting Romance series. I really can't believe that we are already done with the first series of season two but it was such a joy to kick off this season with a genre that is comforting, exciting, and full of steam. Yeah seriously I'm so happy we started with this series
1: because in the past two months I have really leaned into the romance genre as kind of my escape from the world and something that I like turn to to kind of recharge my batteries so that I could you know go back forth and be like a contributing member to society and (laughs) (laughs) otherwise I would just be like a shell of a human so thank you to all of these romance books all the romance authors you are are doing some great work for <laughs>
0: democracy.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, I feel like there's so many times, like throughout the day, we'll be just be like, blah 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 blah. This is what's happening, and we're like, mm, sounds like a great rom com. Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> I feel like we've been living inside the world of romance for so long. But yeah, I think at one point, Phoebe, we talked about how our
1: story would make a good rom com. I think so.
0: How you DM? You slid into my DMs mm-hmm. and. I think we've told this story before, but Ashley DM'd me out of the blue one. Actually, I think I DM'd you first and off it was completely off topic. I think I just DM'd you like responding to a story. And then you were like, by the way, you've got a really nice voice. (laughs) I want to do a podcast.
1: (laughs) My earliest memory of you is you had put up a question bubble for audiobook recommendations. And you were like, I don't usually
0: read fiction on audiobook. And look look at you now. I know. Since we moved, I do not, and honestly, since quarantine... I, it was never an issue for me to get out and walk because living in the city, I walked everywhere and every morning I always knew what the weather was because I had to go outside and walk to the train. Right. And now that number, I work, work from home, number one, and we don't live in the city anymore. So when Nick leaves to go to the office, I will go out with him and then I do like a three mile walk in our neighborhood. So I've been doing my audiobook walks and someone was like, oh, how do you get into like audiobooks? Like, I can't get into them. And if anybody has the same issue, because I used to only listen to nonfiction on audio, which is a great way to consume nonfiction because I think it makes it a little bit more interactive. But if you have a book that you love that's fiction... Listen to it on audio um, as like a reread, but then you get used to listening to fiction and a story Mm -hmm. that you already know. Yeah, that's a that's really good advice. And I was thinking about it too.
1: not even just the change between nonfiction and fiction on audiobook. I think even there are some genres or some types of stories that I was like, I could never listen to that on audiobook. Romance being probably number one. Now it's so fun. I
0: know. (laughs) Have you been reading any more romance since we uh, did our pitch episode on a princess in theory? Yes, one, I'm, there
1: was one book that I was reading, I was in the middle of when we did our pitch episode that I am still reading, I'm just about to finish and I'm listening to an audio is Here to Stay by Adriana Herrera. And it is so good. And I, I meant to mention it in the pitch episode because it, it's very different from the marriage game. But one commonality between the two books that I've never, like, seen in any book before is the profession of the guys. In The Marriage Game, the male love interest is a corporate downsizer. So he specializes in basically laying people off, which is, like, sounds like a horrible, depressing job. Yeah, (laughs) And then in here to stay it's like very similar the company that is involved in the story there that the main character works at is um getting ready to go public and so they're getting the ipo ready and his company comes in to maximize profit for the corporation and and which results in layoffs cool yeah so i'm reading that and really really liking it and then um I am reading like a couple other things that are not romance that I'm going to save for a later series
0: potentially to gush about. Ooh, secrets. Yeah. What about you? (laughs) Well, I, I finished the YA romance that I mentioned, um, the summer after me and you. It was a nice, like sweet YA romance, definitely like young and a coming of age story, but it was still fun to read. And I'm Currently reading *The City Baker's Guide to Country Living* by Louise Miller, which has been on my TBR forever, um, and it's compared to *Gilmore Girls* a lot, which I'm currently Ooh. rewatching. Um, so that sounds like the perfect fall book, like very cozy. It's very cozy. It's about a professional pastry chef um, who works in a really like high powered restaurant in Boston. And she sets the building on fire by accident, so she no longer has that job.
1: Oh, my gosh. Um, And
0: she's kind of desperate for work, so she ends up in Vermont. Um, So it's like New England fall vibes, which is just... Ideal. My whole aesthetic. (laughs) Um, It's part of my personality. Uh, And so she goes and stays with a friend and ends up getting a job at a... um, small like inn where she only is like making breakfast and then she has to prepare dessert for dinner at night and there's a gruff luke-esque kind of character Um, i'm not very far into it but every time i post about it everyone's like i can't believe you haven't read this this is such a phoebe book so i'm excited and i read when no one is watching which is not a romance but it's written by Alyssa cole Mm -hmm who wrote A Princess in Theory, and uh, before we started recording, I was telling Ashley that it is just, like, it's incredible. I am so impressed with her writing. What a versatile author she is. I think it's fun because there are elements of romance in it. Like, there are two characters who have a very distinct attraction to each other, but it is a thriller. But it's also this like deep look at gentrification in New York City and specifically in Brooklyn that is fascinating from a historical perspective and my first apartment in New York was in Harlem and so gentrification is something that I was part of. I definitely was part of the problem and something that like my roommates and I used to discuss a lot and like the history in New York of like these historically black neighborhoods that have been affected by gentrification, like the history is so rich of like what these communities contributed to the city. So I am, I love it. Like it's an incredible book and I'm, I'm disappointed in people who are like, it's not a thriller. Yeah. Like it's like, it, but I'm like, it is. Um, it reminds me a lot of Get Out
1: in a way. I've the, heard that. Um, I think I've heard that comparison. Do, do you yeah. think it's kind of like, I, I and I completely, I echo your sentiments about this idea that people go into books thinking it's going to be one way and so if it's not that way then
0: they knock it off as if that's the author's fault i mean genre wise it is a thriller it keeps you on the edge of your seat there is something like like sinister and spooky happening Mm -hmm. um but i think a lot of people like you're getting a lot of information and a lot of history that's incredibly important And it's like a slow burn thriller and at the end of it like sneaks up on you where you're like, okay, wait, now I'm fully in a thriller. Yeah. <laughs> Me who's read two <laughs> thrillers in her life. But, but so the, what I love about it is that I think, and this speaks to Alyssa Cole as a writer, I think that like how we say with romance, oh, but there was more than the romance mm-hmm. in it. Like romance is taking important issues and throwing them into a romance to make like I think it makes information like that more accessible and I kind of feel like that is where thrillers could like I feel I feel like the thriller genre is one of the hardest genres to
1: write um I think it's very similar to romance in the way that it's it has a formula it's very formulaic like Mm -hmm. readers thriller readers are expecting to find a twist and be surprised by that twist. And that's really freaking hard to do because if you're looking for a twist, then it's not going to be as unexpected. Like you're literally looking for it. You're turning over every stone to find the big aha moment. And I also think that a lot of the traditional, and I think we could also say this about romance, of like its evolution as a genre. I think traditionally thrillers have relied upon a lot of tropes that are not as well received today as they used to Mm -hmm. be like there's a like people are tired and rightly so of books with you know unstable main characters who are predominantly women um mental illness being used in stories um suicide Mm -hmm. being used in stories like all these things and so I think it's a true testament to a writer in any genre to receive that feedback, and be like, we don't need to do this anymore. We can write a thrilling story that touches on contemporary issues that creates a conversation.
0: Yeah, that's what I'm like. I think that's why I'm loving it. And like, as a, as someone who does not read a lot of thrillers, I was incredibly intrigued by it. And it, I think it's like a great way to revitalize the genre. So, I don't know. Mm -hmm. I think, I'm, I'm, I'm incredibly impressed with Alyssa Cole's writing. So,
1: that's amazing. I'm reading the Lady Sherlock series, which is written by Sherry Thomas, who is a historical romance author, like traditionally writes like bodice ripper. Ooh, I like, love that term. Romance. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's like such a good visual. Like, But anyways, so it's so weird to see. That I was talking about it with Diane, who I, we hope to have come and talk about these books. Um, and she was like, This, this series is historical mystery. There's no romance in it, but Sherry Thomas is a romance author. And there is, there is like a little, like, there is a love story that travels throughout the books and Diane's like, I know she has it in her to give us a scene. She can release this tension. Like, she can do it. We know she's capable of doing it. Like, look at these other books she's written. Like, she's just, she's just
0: teasing us. We're gonna have to do, we're gonna have to do a third romance just entirely on historical regency romance, like mass market. Coming in 2021. <laughs> yeah. Something that I also I've been thinking about lately
1: is our rating scales for romance. Mm -hmm. Do you modify your reading scale for like genre literature, like literature that follows a formula? Or do you have the same rating scale? Like what makes a five star romance read for you?
0: Um, that's a great question. Because I don't think I have ever been like this is my rating scale for I've, I've never had a very specific rating scale what is important to me is always character authenticity i say it time and time again um and how the topics are approached like are the characters mm-hmm. treated with dignity with respect um are situations treated with dignity and respect? That's where my rating scale mostly comes from. So if I like, and I think we talk about this a lot, like what is the difference between enjoying a book and finding, um, you know, that it was a great read and then what is worth uh, really bestowing that like stamp of approval behind so this month while we were, yeah. or this series, because it's definitely been over a month, like while we were reading and preparing for it, I also did rereads of two of my very favorite books that are romance. So, and I, I think I mentioned this, that I did a reread of The Simple Wild and Wild at Heart on audio. And those books still were like, oh, it's just like the way that they make me feel when I'm reading them. I don't know, yeah. like a five-star romance for me I think is a book that is like the the romance is totally believable and fun and the banter is great and everything just feels like it feels natural I think whenever I read a book I
1: always go and I check like the Goodreads rating because that's where I keep track of my current reads and whatnot and I I like statistics so i like that i have there's like a a number there right and i always see them lower than other books and it, it like makes me think are people thinking because it has like lighter hearted tone a lot of times not always but a lot of times that if if you don't cry in a book is it not a five star read or whatever and so to that i guess i'd say i mean i routinely give romance books five stars if the characters are are believable as a couple if the circumstances that they go through like the the arc of the plot if it doesn't present real world like "Mm, would this actually work kind of issues and there's nothing glaringly troubling about the way like the characters handle conflict Mm -hmm. you're probably going to get a five stars from me that those five stars mean a lot to me I don't hand them out like candy but I do give them out to romance I think it deserves to be I think it's a genre that needs to be respected more I think that we've shown through this series how diverse it can be and what like great commentary can come from a romance story. I think that our author interview with Jasmine Guillory talks a little bit about that too. And mm-hmm. I would just, if, if anything from this series, I really hope that not only do like listeners read these romance books um, because they're all great, but come away with a greater appreciation for the genre because I know I have. Like I am blown away by the... Wit, intelligence, everything of of these books and the authors that write them.
0: Yeah, I totally, totally agree. And we'd love to know your thoughts. So, what makes a five star romance for you? Let us know um, by commenting on Instagram or DM us, um, send us an email. We love hearing your thoughts on these. Yeah. But also, like, what's your favorite? I guess like we talked a lot about the subgenres of romance and tropes and all of that so do you have a favorite and i think we've talked about our favorite tropes yeah yeah
1: my favorite trope has always been enemies to lovers because i think it creates great banter i think we've talked about that um favorite sub genres i really love romance that has like i guess it's like so it'd be more like new adult romance i really love the 20 something year old romances Mm-hmm. I think that maybe it's because I'm a 20 something, but like I, I usually feel like those have that perfect balance of like self discovery, like still trying to figure out yourself. Um, but then like having some sort of curveball come into your plan via like the wrecking ball of some hot person that has your attention. I I really like figuring that out. I love to read stories about people figuring their lives out and it all being okay at the end
0: yeah I agree I love new adult romance I think it's because I mean just like how we love to read I mean I love reading YA now because it's so nostalgic Mm -hmm. but like the book that I mentioned the summer after me and you if I had read that when I was like 15 or 16 I would have been like oh I'm swooning and now I'm like oh isn't that sweet like I remember those days yeah (laughs) So I'd say like in the vein of like new adult romance,
1: Red, White, and Royal Blue, I read this month upon your recommendation. We talked about that. And that's a new adult romance. Um, Loved it. So books with a character like Alex as the main character is like my gold standard for Mm -hmm. the type of protagonist I want to see reflected in more romance.
0: Yeah, I totally agree. Um, And obviously like we know I love me a royal romance. So <laughs> I yeah, loved that. Yeah. I love that book because it gave me like everything I, I want um, with a little bit of like the royal flair that like just makes things fun. I'm so happy that you accomplished what you
1: really wanted all along. I still haven't read the royal we, but you did get me to read two royal romances in one month, Phoebe. Like that what an accomplishment i got you to read two thrillers and then you got me to read two royal romances what will happen next
0: i don't know (laughs) Uh, (laughs) i mean i'm still trying to get you to read the royal we it is not as steamy of a romance but it is just so i don't know and you don't need to read the second one but the first one is just like oh it's all those things that i was just talking about
1: yeah well, speaking of books to read, um, do you have any new releases that are going to come out at the in the last quarter of 2020
0: slash 2021 that you're excited about? Um, I'm excited about so many and also a great time to remind everyone that independent bookstores really depend on this last quarter of the year to Mm -hmm. survive for the rest of the year so if there are any books that you're planning on pre-ordering or getting for your friends and family for the upcoming holiday season um, don't forget to check out your local independent bookstores or bookshop.org this is not sponsored we just really believe in independent bookstores Um, and libro fm is always a great option as well Um, But I'm super excited for In a Holidays by Christina Lauren because Christmas.
1: (laughs) I know, I know. Um, I I like love that it comes out in October too, October 6th.
0: And I'm also really excited for um, Crazy Stupid Bromance, which was by Lissa K. Adams um, which is the third installment in the Bromance Book Club series mm-hmm. and Ties That Tether but um, by Jane Ignaro, which came out September 29th, um, has the most beautiful cover in the entire world. So pretty.
1: <laughs> what about you? Um, I am making my way through Alexa Martin's playbook series and the fourth book, comes out it's called snapped and it comes out october 20th i'm started to see like some reviews this past week for it and i am very excited and then in 2021 i am really excited for the dating plan which is the second book uh in the to, like is a follow-up book to the marriage game which i oh. pitched in the pitch episode nice Yeah, so I'm really excited about that. And then The Intimacy Experiment comes out in June 2021. I know that seems like a really far time away, but like, guys, the way the time is moving. um, And that's the sequel to The Roommate, which I did read. We didn't
0: even talk about that that in this episode, That I did read it. (laughs) I was just talking about it with Sarah, um, Bookish and Black before we started recording, because I was like, I desperately need your thoughts. I had a long conversation with Cassidy about it. I had a long conversation with Amber about it. You and I had a long conversation not Mm -hmm. recording about it.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I also, like, I saw Haley posted about it today, our unofficial third um, host. Um, Yeah, Haley, your microphone's in the mail. (laughs) (laughs) And she she said she's going to read it so that she could let us know her Steam thoughts yes. and I am like waiting on beta breath for that because I it wrecked my scale but I still feel like Haley is the expert on romance and mm-hmm. so because of that I feel like she has like such a wide breadth of knowledge in this area that I'm like this there's no way that this could be high like there's definitely got to be books that are like even steamier than The Roommate so I am really anxious to hear what she has to say about it because I want to know like is this truly a high romance? Or is this
0: still medium according I think, to her scale? I personally, I think it was relatively medium in the amount
1: that the was amount. present. Yeah. Yeah.
0: But I think the what it entails <laughs> is the thing that like that are having people be a little bit more like oh my gosh because yeah well it was
1: everything about the whole story altogether which I I have so many thoughts on that and like we won't take up your <laughs> we won't take up your time even though like our literal time is just talking in your ear <laughs> um but, but I have so many thoughts on why people would be more like whoa yeah about this type of intimacy because I think that that is one of the things that she was trying to accomplish with this romance novel was yeah. to like shock you and then be like whoa hmm, why are you shocked by this I am excited I will say I'm more excited about the next book I am than too. anything else like I'm really looking for like I will definitely be reading the next one
0: yeah for sure I think that the the title of the next one is really telling based off of whose story mm. it is yeah I'm yeah. excited
1: we should leave it on that cliffhanger. Yeah,
0: <laughs> let us know if you've read the roommate. I actually got a DM today from someone who said, "Wait, I need to find it because I can't. I can't paraphrase it." She said, "Oh, holy shite! <laughs> the roommate is effing hot with uh, all caps and H O one two three four five T's, and then the fire emoji." <laughs>
1: there there you have it guys five t's and a fire emoji
0: that is she said i don't know if i can handle this (laughs) should we wrap
1: it up (laughs) i guess we should pun unintended
0: oh (laughs) bb why don't why don't you do the honors well i'm so excited for all of these books um and it just makes me more excited to continue reading more romance um and even though this series is ending, if you are a diehard romance lover, don't worry because you may see some overlap in our next series, which will be all things historical fiction.
1: Yeah, I'm really excited. Historical fiction is such a broad genre, so that has a you know a ton of different subgenres that we hope to represent in this next series, um, which includes historical romance historical mystery
0: historical fiction for young adults all all that good stuff if you enjoyed today's episode make sure to leave a review and a rating on apple podcast it is the best way to support read it or list it and then make sure you stop by today's instagram post at read it or list it pod with your thoughts on today's episode You can also stop by our websites at
1: www.readandwrite.com and www.shelflovebookblog.com for links to any of the books mentioned in today's episode. Thanks for listening. And we'll see you next time. Original music by Jake Thorne. Podcast produced and edited by me, Ashley Chandler, and Phoebe Wright. You can find us on Instagram at read it or list it pod, all rights reserved 2020.